This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. Hi, it's Annie Grace, and I am answering readers' questions. And today we have this question. It says, hi, Annie. My friends are really being ignorant around me not drinking. I'm not invited out anymore, and I annoy them because I'm not drinking. What can I do, and how can I handle this? Oh, so such a good question. Oh, man, friends. Friends are so intense, right? It's, it's, um, it's just such a journey. I think that relationships are so important, but I think that I, that really took me a while to kind of understand, and I'm going to look for something that I think will be really helpful in my phone to this conversation, actually, because, um, let's see here if I can find it. So uh, one of the things that happens with friendships is that we have expectations of them and they have expectations of us. And those expectations are not always said or talked about. And so um, I want to talk about this a little bit because I think that what can happen within a a friendship is when you try to change something, nobody feels comfortable. And we have to just kind of recognize that. Like for us to expect that change was just going to go easy peasy, no problem, you know, nothing was going to be hard, it's just going to happen is not true. Because change, no matter how positive the change is, it's going to create anxiety within the friendship. It's going to create difference. It's going to be, and by anxiety, I don't mean like really intense like anxiety. I just mean this level of discomfort because things are different. By its nature, change, even when it's positive, is different. Like usually when you're moving, you're moving hopefully somewhere you want to be moving. And so that's a positive change if you're moving houses, for instance. But can like it's so hard to move. It's so hard to do the things that need to be done in order to get into that new house and to get into that better place of living if that's what you want to do. So it's no different, you know, changing our relationship with alcohol can be really challenging from a perspective of other people's expectations of us. And the truth is in friendships, people have had an expectation of you that you show up in a certain way and you do a certain thing. And this could have been expectations since you were kids. This could be expectations for years, decades even of how you show up and what you do. And when you change stuff on them, there's going to be a level of resistance no matter how happy they are for you. So I think step one is just to accept that. Except that sometimes it's going to be hard. Except that sometimes people need um, time to come around. And sometimes people won't come around. And that has to be okay too. Because when you're changing, ultimately you want to change for yourself. And if that means that you up-level your friendships, which is really what I see it becoming, then that has to be okay with you. And I, I would make peace with that. And yes, mourn it, but also make peace with it. Because at some point there might be some of that. But there are certainly things you can do to make this change easier. And one of those things is to realize that their discomfort is about them, not you. You're stopping drinking is holding a big fat mirror up to them about their behavior. And so if they are at all uncomfortable in their drinking, even from just on occasion wondering if they had a little bit too much to drink, to really actually being in deep cognitive dissonance around their drinking, if you hold up this mirror to them, it is going to be reflective and and how do people respond to that? They're just going to judge you and blame you and not see necessarily that you're just holding up a mirror to themselves. So mentally just understanding that their reactions to you are about them, not you is really, really helpful. So that's one thing you can do. Another thing that you can do 
is to try to have deep compassion. I was not good at this, if you've heard anything about my story, and I was very preachy and just wanted to change everybody and everything and change the world and talk about how um, life was so much better here. Everybody come join me, right? But that position, although it was felt true to me at the time, it didn't have a lot of compassion and understanding for where my friends were on the journey. And so I just kind of thought, well, I learned these new things. Shouldn't they be obvious to everybody? But the truth was they took me a long time to learn these things. And it's probably taking you a long time to learn all that you know now about alcohol and where you want to be and how you live your life. And so allowing them, they're not, um, they're being patient, I guess would be the best way to say this, is, is just having compassion for where they are and understanding and seeing it as an opportunity. Like, you know, not that you need to go hit them over the head with the information and, and focus on changing their opinion, but really that you can have uh, an optimistic outlook that, you know, they're there and there will come a time when, you know, things will change. I have one friend and I've just been progressively watching her drinking get slowly worse and worse and worse and, you know, more day drinking, stuff like that. And she knows I've written this naked mind. And when I first wrote it, she asked me about it and she asked, you know, are you like, what do you think about my drinking? And I'm like, you know what? This was when I finally got my head on straight and wasn't trying to beat everybody over the head with the book. I said, you know what? You know, it's there for you. When a point in time comes where you feel like your drinking has crept up to levels you don't want it to be, you know it's there for you. And she's like, yeah, I don't want to stop, so I'm not going to read it now, but I know it's there for me. That's cool. And she does. And we've remained friends, and I've from the sidelines for literally years and years now just kind of watched this very slow progression of her drinking. And I do think there will be a time, and I think it will probably be in the relatively near future, where she has this kind of like, okay, <laughs> I want to do something about this, and she'll know it's there for me. And so being showing up from a place of compassion, like, you know, you do you, and, you know, even unspoken, I'm here just by physically being present. So I think that can relieve a lot of anxiety and friendship. The other concept I want to talk about is one I heard just recently about expectations. And so one of the things that really trips up friendships is expectations. Most expectations are four things. They're unconscious, so you might not even know you have expectations of them to act a certain way or to support you in a certain way or to cheerlead you or to be there for you, and they might not even know they have expectations of you not to change. So they're unconscious. We're just not aware of them, but then somebody does something and we're like, wait a second, it shouldn't have been like that because we had an unconscious expectation. Okay, that's number one. Number two is unrealistic. It is unrealistic to think that our friends won't have some level of discomfort around us changing because any change in a system, which is what a friendship is, is going to affect that system or that relationship, that friendship. So it's unrealistic for us to expect that everything would be hunky-dory, nothing would be wrong, right? It's also unrealistic for them to expect that you are you forever and you're the exact same way that you've always been forever. So unconscious unrealistic. The third one is unspoken. And this is where we can really do something. This is where a lot of our power is. If we realize an expectation that's been unconscious, or we realize an expectation that is unrealistic, we can speak it. We can say exactly what is so for us. We can say what our expectations are. And, um, and this would be really helpful, I think, if people aren't inviting you to have a really honest, loving, caring, compassionate conversation, not from a point of trying to change them, but from a point of really trying to listen to understand, like, why aren't you getting invited anymore? Be like, you used to invite me. It's totally okay that you don't. I realize that I might, you know, not make you feel comfortable anymore because I'm not drinking, but I just do want to understand the level of discomfort because 
um, I would like to do whatever I can to make you feel comfortable. So I am getting invited and this takes guts, but it's so worth it. So speaking those expectations, either what you think they are expecting of you or what you feel like you are expecting of them, speak them out loud. This is very, very powerful. And then the last um, of these four, which I learned from uh, my good friend Jay, is that expectations are unagreed upon. <laughs> and this is so true. Like you have an expectation, you might have said it, but nobody's agreed to it. So say you have an expectation that, you know, they are, and you, you've said, you know, I want to be invited, but they didn't agree to invite you, especially if they think that you showing up not drinking is going to ruin the party or whatever fear they have. They didn't agree to it. So the thing that you want to do in order for expectations to be really valid in order to really maintain health and friendships. And by the way, I will say that some friendships aren't necessarily worth it to you to maintain the health. I would always run this through the filter of how does this person make you feel and behave? How do you show up with them? Do they take you into places you don't want to be in terms of like, I know some friends for me, I get around them, they gossip and just, man, do I start gossiping. And gossiping is a super weakness of mine. It's something that I can fall into very quickly. And I just notice that I will spend time with them and I come out of that relationship and I'm like, oh, that didn't feel good. I didn't like that. Like that wasn't my best self. And I notice other friends that if I try to engage them with gossip, they're just like make a joke and move on be like, oh, I don't have anything to say about that, Annie. You're the one with the issues. And they just kind of rib me about it. And then actually in the moment it might sting, but I come out of that relationship or that conversation like, wow, like I feel like a much better version of myself being with you. So I would totally encourage you to look for people who help you become the best version of yourself. And so these are some things that, you know, in order for expectations to be valid and, and really to focus on the health of your friendship are very important. But equally know that not all friendships, no matter how long they've been in your life, are meant to last forever. And that is okay. Give yourself permission. You don't have to have a big breakup conversation or anything like that. That's actually not really very kind. But just to allow it to drift and, and that's okay and make peace with that. Maybe mourn it if you need to. But know that not everything is meant to last forever. And, um, new and good things will come in their place. And so in order for expectations to be valid, they must be conscious. You must surface them and become aware of them. Think about what you're, why you're upset with somebody. What unconscious expectation did they have? And as a side note and as a total tangent, my biggest issue with unconscious expectations are of myself. I have unconscious expectations of myself that I should be a certain way. Whenever you hear, hear the word should, it is usually an unconscious expectation of yourself in your own head as a side note. Number two, they have to be realistic. It's another thing with myself. I have really unrealistic expectations. I have an expectation that I'm always going to be in a good mood. <laughs> what? History has shown that I'm not always in a good mood. But if I'm in a bad mood, I am really mad at myself because I'm like, why am I in such a bad mood? I have such a great life. Why am I feeling down? Blah, 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 blah. Hello, human beings are in bad moods, but I'm not very forgiving of myself because I have a very unrealistic and probably mostly unconscious expectation of myself to be in a good mood. Um, again, with friends, your expectations have to be conscious. They have to be realistic. You cannot expect somebody to not have any issue with you doing something different because it just changes change. Uh, they need to be spoken. And this is the most important thing. It takes a lot of courage and you need to find a place of really true love and appreciation for the person before you're going to speak. But speaking expectations is powerful and profound. And in order for expectations to be valid, they, of course, need to be agreed upon. So if you are saying, okay, I expect that you are going to invite me, and they say, okay, I'm totally going to invite you, 
that's an agreed upon expectation. If you say, you know, I expect that um, you're going to invite me and they're like, no, I'm not always going to feel comfortable with that. I will as much as I can. Then you need to understand that like, because a lot you need to understand that basically like that expectation hasn't been agreed upon. And because a lot of our unhappiness overall comes from unmet expectations, a huge amount. I mean, consider it, consider how many unmet expectations you have of yourself, of your partner, of your friends, of your kids, of your life, of your job, of your body, right? Like so many and so much of our unhappiness comes from this unmet expectation. So it is not easy. There are friends who will no longer be your forever friends and will not be able to sustain this change with you. That is totally okay. Shed a tear, mourn, do what you need to do. It's also okay. Show up with love, show up with compassion for them, patience for where they are, and just really, you know, with this newfound awareness of where are your expectations that have been unconscious, unrealistic, unspoken, and unagreed upon. And how can you best remedy that in order to, you know, really create the best and most amazing friendships. Have you tried the alcohol experiment? Okay, if not, drop everything and go to thisnakedmind.com forward slash experiment. This free 30-day challenge is designed to interrupt your patterns and put you back in touch with the best version of you. You remember it was that version of you that's living your most joyful life, the version that doesn't need alcohol to relax or to have a good time and is having more fun than ever. And again, this is a totally free challenge that will change everything for you. So learn more and join me 100% free at thisnakedmind.com forward slash experiment. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.